welcome back to the only pop culture podcast in this galaxy. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, the Hajaristri to my Obi-Wan Kenobi, Robbie. I need to start doing intros because I keep getting hard done by it. <laughs> That's bullshit. How you um, doing? Uh, I've, you know, after that, I've been better. Yeah, you know? well. uh, But no, I'm good. It's good to be back. Yeah, um, I had a week off last week. Had a hiatus. Yeah. Due to, uh, due to sickness, due to you just not being available. I'm a busy man, Rick. Yeah. I've, uh, I've got a busy life, you know. Um, I don't really have much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any solid reasons. I just was not available. <laughs> Look, I was unwell and I didn't want to miss work. <laughs> right. <laughs> what just... about missing the podcast? Yeah, look, um, I did feel bad, but um, as you, know. you should. Yeah, it's just I look. I had everything set up, ready to go last week. Yeah, Rick. We, what we have to remember, what we have to remember, you live half an hour away from my house. Yeah, you know, but so, I'm still committed to the cause. You know, <laughs> it's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we're meeting up at mutual ground. It's just well, you Robbie, know, it's Robbie. Why are you coming over? <laughs> <laughs> that half an hour that yours. Because Mum said no. Okay. <laughs> Mum didn't give me permission yeah, to leave the house Yeah, is that what you want today. me to say? Is that what you want? Well, if, what? is that the truth? I just want the truth, man. <laughs> How dare you try and make me throw my, my own mother under the bus. Look, that half an hour that you spend driving here, I'm spending that time setting up the studio. So it's not like I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs waiting for you to get here. I don't know. I'm putting in the work, all right? I'm putting in the hours. I am sweating. <laughs> Nose to the grindstone. You turn, don't you don't know what it's like in here when you're not here. Turn the air on. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you know, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. It does get a bit stuffy in here. <laughs> okay, we're coming back into the cocktail corner this week. We've got another creation. I've actually spent a little bit of time playing with this one. I tried to put it together last night. Didn't really like how it turned out last night. So this was a bit of a um, on-the-fly thing. But tonight we're drinking the Old Ben cocktail in honor of Kenobi, which we're going to be talking about later on today. What did you think? I mean, it's by taste, it's one of my favorite that you've done so far. Oh, thank but you. the name makes me uncomfortable. Why? Well, it's just, you know. You don't like having Old Ben in your mouth? Yeah. Hmm, no, pause. Um, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not. Uh, don't know where to go from there? Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's try forward. I really liked it. I liked it. It's a, um, I wanted to go with the old Ben because I feel like this more captures the vibe of Kenobi so far. Uh, I felt, and might do one a little bit later on down the track, but I felt it might be a bit too easy to go with the, the bright blue because of his lightsaber. Um, so we went with something a bit more rustic, a bit more um, depressing looking, but I think we captured that vibe all right. It did look very good, and it also tasted great. So. Yeah, it's one of our one of our fancier looking cocktails, if if I do say so myself. I know, chuck a little cinnamon stick. I in know, there. getting fancy. I know, we're we're moving up. That's it. That's it. We're making moves. That's right. Making big cocktail moves. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> it's purely about the alcohol. <laughs> this is my one drink a week. And you will not take that from no, me. I don't believe that for a second. I meant during the week. You know, oh, the week, okay. Monday the to Friday. Yeah. The weekends. No, Monday to Thursday, Rick. Oh, so <laughs> Friday night doesn't count. Friday That's night fair. does not School count. nights. That's right. Yeah. School nights. Yeah. 
but not this Monday. This coming Monday, public holiday. True, public holiday. Have you got Have you got plans for the public holiday? Um, I don't think so. But I've got I've got a footy game on Sunday, and we've got the first game of the day, which means it's a big day. Yeah, <laughs> a big day heckling the league. Yes. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. As Cart- as every good Resi's player does. Cartons on cartons. On cartons. <laughs> Before we dive into the the main the main course here of Kenobi, we we've got a couple of announcements that we wanted to touch on first. So there's been a lot that's come out in the last well week and a half, two weeks since we've last caught up. So we wanted to touch on all of that. First one being the official full trailer for Thor Love and Thunder was released. Yes. And I don't think it's a bold, bold call for me to say this, but it looks fantastic. Me like you very much. (laughs) Expert analysis. (laughs) I mean, you know me. I I just, anything Taika touches turns to gold. And then when they give him the budget that Marvel can give him, it's just like, what isn't he going to do? You know what I mean? He's very, he reminds me, like his art choices remind me very much of James Gunn, who I think is, you know, brilliant after what he did with, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then what he went on to do with the second Suicide Squad movie, which I actually very much enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and then I just think Tyker's on another level than than James Gunn as well. So it's just the bright colours and like, because, you know, it's obviously going to be quite dark with, you know, Gore the God Butcher. Yep. Um, but then to like have the, the contrasting bright colours and, and locations, it's just... I'm very excited to see how it plays out. Aesthetically, like the whole vibe, the whole theme of it, it looks fantastic. Yeah, and let's just be honest, Natalie Portman looks great. So. Yeah, yeah, really buffed up. She's looking great. She's looking fantastic. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I um yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'll leave that there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, Rick. You you just before we started recording, you were talking about how much you love buff Natalie Portman. Yeah, but I like Natalie Portman. Natalie Oscar winner. Oscar winner Natalie Portman has been done pretty dirty by the MCU so far in the Thor films. So I'm really looking forward to the Natalie Portman Jane Foster redemption. I'm actually reading the original Jane Foster run in the comics at the moment, just to sort of brush up on brush up on Thor and what potential arcs could be coming up here. But that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about there as well is gore. So you haven't read the gore comics, have you? The gore run? Uh, No, I have not. Oh, yeah. Okay. So insanely dark. The only gripe that I have with this trailer, and I know that people are going to be like, oh, you're such a loser fanboy. It's not comic accurate. But it's not comic accurate. (laughs) (laughs) What? That came out of left field. I didn't see that coming at all. Didn't expect that. I I don't know. Like, I just feel like, and I know this is real petty and this is real little, really little shit, but I didn't want Gore to have a nose (laughs) And, and he doesn't have his tentacles. And I don't know. It just, I know that most people who, you know, haven't read the comics, aren't going to care about this. But because I have read the comics and I know who Gore the God Butcher is, I was kind of looking forward to seeing that. No, I'll be honest. Even though I haven't read the comics, you've obviously shown me what he looks like. And um, yeah, I'll agree. Like he just, I think he looks cool, but he does, in the comics, he looks terrifying. Yeah. like, Like there's like, there's just like a, even though he's not like the scariest thing you've ever seen, he just looks like he's going to be 
you know, something that you're supposed to be scared yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Christian Bale looks great, but he, I don't get the same vibe. Yeah, he lo- yeah, and that's the thing, like, it's not to take away from what he, what he does look like, he just doesn't look like gore, or the gore that I'm familiar with. And I know that that's not going to be a problem for a lot of people, but it, it just irked me a little bit. That being said, I'm sure it's not going to ruin the film for me. I know that I'm going to really, really enjoy this movie, but... Yeah, it was just it was just one thing that I noticed, and with the budget that Marvel do have, I just didn't think it would be that hard to remove Christian Bale's nose. You know, unless Christian Bale, notoriously hard to work with, Christian Bale has refused <laughs> refused to have his nose CGI'd out. No, I did hear that. He said he didn't want tentacles either. Yeah, uh, yeah, classic. He said, he said like really Disney me up. <laughs> classic Christian Bale. Classic Christian Bale. The other thing that I wanted to touch on tonight as well is. The Star Wars celebrations, the, the, I don't know, I guess you could call it a bit of a conference that's been happening over the weekend. Yeah. The big announcements they've been having, it was actually hosted at Disney World, uh, if I remember correctly. But yeah, they've been announcing all of the new Star Wars properties. They've been showing some teaser trailers coming up for the new Star Wars properties. So I've got a quick list of what has been announced here. And I just want to gauge your idea of maybe what you're most excited for coming up. So we had Tales of the Jedi, mm-hmm. which is the animated. It's taking a look back at kind of the origin of Ahsoka Tano. And we're also going to be getting a couple of episodes of Young Dooku and Young Qui-Gon. Okay. We, we got the, the game, the trailer for Jedi Survivor, which is the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, very excited for that. Do love Cal Kestis. We got a sneak, sneak, sneak preview at Mando Season 3. I mean, it got, you shouldn't have to say that you're excited for that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of built into the cake, isn't it? We got Ahsoka, the new Ahsoka series. I'm nervous. I'm, I, I, I'm nervous for this because I don't really... I'm not the biggest fan of the live-action Ahsoka. Oh, just the look? Yeah, or the actress, you know. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, no, Rosario mm-hmm. Dawson. Big claim. Well, it's just like, it's just because obviously watching the series, the animated series, you know, she's just a lot more, I know I know, time's passed on, but she's just a lot more like lively, you know. You haven't watched Rebels, have you? No, I have. And she's like calmed down a bit, but she's still like, I kind of feel like she's still more like her Clone Wars self than she is like her. In in the She's too stoic. Yeah, exactly. She's too stoic. She's very quiet. She kind of just sits off. Like in Rebels, she's still like a leader, you know? Like cuz uh Ezra and Kanan are like looking to her to be like what the fuck do we do? <laughs> and she's always just like she's she's very wise and she is still stoic, but she's not it's not like her main thing, you know? Because she's still got her own stuff going on as well. Fair enough. Okay. So, doesn't sound like you're super excited about that one. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see it. And, like, I still think they can, they can do a very good job. But I'm just curious as to what she's going to be up to. Like, if she's like if she's fighting Inquisitors, I think that's going to be great. Yeah, of course. Was, yeah. That was awesome to watch in Rebels. So, if they can do more of that in live action and, you know, make it look good, I'm yeah. happy. Uh, so the other ones that we've got, we also got um, a sneak preview, well, not a sneak preview, but an announcement of the Skeleton Crew, which has kind of been described as similar to Stranger Things in Space. It's a bunch of kids, a ragtag group of kids, 
But it also has Jude Law, which is very exciting. Ooh, I've heard this one. The last one is, which I know I know you're hyped for, and we didn't really get a lot more information about it, but uh, <laughs> Acolyte, <laughs> yes, which is set in the uh, the High Republic era. But um, you've missed one, mate. What? Uh, Bad Batch season two. Ah, uh, Bad Batch season two. Oh, and Andor as well. And we got, Andor, yes. We got the, the trailer released for Andor as well. Andor looks good. Yeah, Andor. I will say that. I'm excited to watch that. Andor looks it like looks it's got the budget gritty. of the movies as well. It looks gritty. Yes. I like I yeah. like I like watching Star Wars when it's gritty. You know, that's why Mando was good. That's why Rogue One was good. Yeah. You know, Rogue One is hands down one of my favorite Star Wars, like just bits of content. You know what I mean? Like series, game, movie. Well, this is why I think I'm probably, out of all of those properties, probably most hyped for Andor because of the fact, I mean, Rogue One was, I think since Disney took over, is the best movie that's been released. 100%. I mean, of the, what, five five films that Disney have released, that's, I think, the best one. Yeah, no, with without a doubt, Rogue One. Anyone that says otherwise... Fight me. <laughs> Physically fight me. I, I don't will send you Rick's address. <laughs> I will send you Rick's address. You can come here. Next Monday. Next Monday. You can say your piece. And then, and then we we'll throw fight. down. Throw down in the front yard. Yeah. And then, you know, Rick's dog's always barking at people. So whoever loses gets fed to them. That's it. Yeah. They're very savage dogs. <laughs> that, all of that being said, I think I'm most excited for Andor. <laughs> No, um, I, I mean, just just based on what we've actually seen, I'm inclined to agree. But the second I see Acolyte, I feel like I'm just going to lose it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting more information about that as to what it's actually... I've heard rumors that it's Revan, but I don't know whether or not timeline... Well, that being said, Legends canon doesn't really matter anymore. I just love that they're bringing um, Star Wars EU back yeah, into canon. Yeah, that's... I was... I was hoping, and this was, you know, before I looked into it and found out that it was um, that it was the Great Republic era. So, you know, three 300 years, I think it is, around about, set before um, the Battle of Yavin, before A New Hope. I was hoping that we'd be getting Starkiller because Starkiller is one of my all-time favorite Force users. Yeah, but Starkiller's story starts and finishes. I don't care. With the he's so cool. I know, but it's like, what? What else do you want? Like, it's just the, just more. You could just. Like, <laughs> I just want to see it. <laughs> like, you, um, DC does it a lot. They animate their comics. Yeah. For movies. Yeah. If Star Wars does that, I'm gonna watch the shit out of it. Oh yeah, that'll, that'll be great. But I can't really think of anything else they could do with it. You know I, I, mean? I I would watch uh, Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed 1, Force Unleashed 2 made into a movie. You've got Sam Witwer there, who was the model for Starkiller. I love that, by the way, that he's like one of the baddest Jedi and he's also Darth Maul. Yeah, the voice of Darth Maul. Yeah, incredible. And does such a good job. He's, again, like from Rebels, the... I, I <laughs> <Kenobi. yeah. laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. He did that scream at the, um, yeah, the celebrations. I yeah. did see that. And I have watched that scene. Kenobi. Kenobi.
since since I saw him uh, pull that back out at Star Wars Celebrations, I have watched that scene probably fifteen times since then. Every time, he, <laughs> every time he does it, though, it just makes my blood curl, which, oh, is, which is good. You get chills. It's it's good because it's like he's a villain and it's like it's all that. But I'm just like the scream just irritates my body. Uh, like, I love not, it. Not in, not in a bad way, but it's just like. Because it, it fits the character yeah. so well. Well, you're not supposed to enjoy it. No, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It does it's exactly like, what it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, how are you doing that? Like every time I listen to it, because I'm like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. But I hate it. I love <laughs> I it. I, I love can't it. physically stand it. Darth Maul, Darth Maul is one of my favorite characters from Star Wars. It's a very original opinion to have. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> bold, bold claim. Yeah, it's either Darth Maul or it's Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The two yeah. mysterious cool guys. Um, but like, obviously, if you were just to watch the movies, you wouldn't know that. But yeah, coming out of Clone Wars, Rebels, the the fleshing out that Darth Maul gets is incredible. Oh, uh, yeah, no. One of my favorite things about the Clone Wars series was anytime Darth Maul popped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even even in Rebels, when um they're in the is it a Sith temple? I think. Yeah. And it's uh, Ahsoka, Kanan, Ezra, and Darth Maul fighting Inquisitors. Yeah, yeah. I was like, bro, what the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool. But thank you so much for that. Yeah, so that's um, that's most of the things from Star Wars Celebrations. There was a couple of other little things. You know, they brought out a, a live-action chopper. They had... What? Yeah, they had uh, Tamara Morrison doing the haka. It was a pretty wild event, to be honest, but... That's the uh, that's the the major announcements that have come out of it. So I just I just want to put this out there as well. After watching like a lot of the interviews for Kenobi and stuff, I love Hayden Christensen. Oh, I how heartwarming was all of that, and to see the reaction that Hayden Christensen was getting as well. Well, I just I don't even know if he's media trained or if he genuinely just enjoyed the stuff that he was doing. He just seemed like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, and like I saw I saw something where. It was Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and they were talking about when they would do their lightsaber fights on set and there was someone there just giving them lightsabers. Ewan McGregor was just like, oh, there was that guy there. And then Hayden Christensen goes, oh, yeah, it was Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, it was Tom. I was like, bro, that was 17 years ago. Yeah. How the fuck do you remember that? You know what I mean? I don't remember who I went to work with yesterday. (laughs) Well, that's that's probably says more about you than it does Hayden Christensen, to be honest. Yeah, look, man, it is what it is. Right? I, work with <laughs> I work with hundreds of people. Okay, get over it. It's all that weekday drinking that you've been doing. <laughs> I, I, only here. <laughs> only here. And sometimes at the pub. All right, let's get into Kenobi. So we'll take a quick, quick look through the plot of the first two episodes that we've gotten so far. So we start off with Kenobi on Tatooine. He's been exiled. He's watching over Luke as Luke grows up, little nine-year-old Luke. We then have the Inquisitors coming to Tatooine in search of a runaway Jedi. On the other side of the galaxy, we have Leia, Princess Leia, who I was not expecting, eventually gets kidnapped by uh, a group of bounty hunters and taken away. We find out that the kidnapping of Princess Leia was actually set up as a trap by one of the Inquisitors to draw out Kenobi. What, was she the seventh sister? The Was it? I thought, oh, was maybe. It the ninth? Seventh, I think. Reva, either way. Reva, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll just refer to her as River. I think that's the easiest way. <laughs> <laughs> the 27th sister. <laughs> so Kenobi gets drawn out. Kenobi, Kenobi gets called into action by Bail Organa, finds Leia. A bit of a chase ensues throughout, I don't know, it looks kind of like the seedy underbelly of some planet. It's like if Las Vegas was gross. I guess like grosser, it just, it just felt grosser like, than Vegas is. It, did it not just feel like underbelly of Coruscant to you? Yeah, and that's kind of the vibe I was getting. I was also got like real Hong Kong vibes, like dirty it Hong it Kong. Called, it was called Dayu or something? Dayu, I think. Yeah, Dayu. Sorry, yeah, just repeat exactly what I say. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. No, it's totally fine, bro. Just carry on. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and yeah, so Kenobi and Leia eventually escape and Reva, the Inquisitor, ends up stabbing the Grand Inquisitor, the boss of all the other Inquisitors. And that's pretty much it. Is there anything that I missed? No, not really. Just going on to the Inquisitor thing. Did that throw you off? A little bit, yeah. I mean, obviously, because the Grand Inquisitor is supposed to be in, well, is in Rebels. We've, yeah. se- we've seen him in... Which takes place later. Exactly, yeah. So it's like... He's definitely not dead, obviously. Yeah, so, but Rebels, yeah. So it's just, they. if he's dead, they've done it so wrong. Then, well, if the he's bat. dead, then Re- Rebels is not canon anymore, I would assume. But so I can't imagine that's happening. Considering the premise of Ahsoka is yeah. more than likely going to be around finding Ezra, the main character of Rebels. But <laughs> this is not a Rebels podcast, so we're not going to get into that right now. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Watch this space. So, yeah, so that that did throw me off a little bit. That kind of confused me, but it I, is Star I liked Wars. It. I liked it. Yeah, I guess that was just like keep you keep you guessing a little well, it's bit. It's just it's very Sith, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to be the big dog, and you're telling me no. So guess what, buddy? You're stabbed right in the guts, and you should be embarrassed <laughs> sure. because you know if you're the big bad, which he's not, but in the circumstance of the series, he's the big bad. He should have been able to, like, you know. Well, is he though? Because I mean, the closing shot is Darth Vader and his back to tank. No, I think Darth Vader is is being set up I as the big bad here. No, but it's just, but it's also like I was talking to my mate about this the other day, and I was saying that while I want Darth Vader to be a part of this series so very much, I would prefer that it's more Hayden Christensen cutaways, like flashbacks. flashbacks. You know, especially the very start of the first episode is in Order sixty six, and I lost. Yeah, it. that was sick. that was that was so so great. cool. Yeah. That was incredible to watch. I was like, I need more of that. Counterpoint, the best part of Rogue One is the final scene where Darth Vader is going ham in the hallway. Only reason I don't want Darth Vader to be showing up too much is I don't want him and Obi-Wan to see each other. You don't want him and Obi-Wan to cross paths? No, because in A New Hope, when they're fighting, you know... He's going, the last time we were together, you were the master, but now I am, or whatever it is, you know what I mean? He's like, I was but the apprentice, but now I am the master. And then he kills Obi-Wan. And then, you know? Only a master of evil, Darth. Yeah, exactly. There was that whole that whole dialogue. And if they meet again, and Obi-Wan win, like, obviously Obi-Wan has to win because he has to escape. You know? Or it could be like a stalemate. Yeah, but it, but it's still... The last time they meet, if Obi-Wan was the master and Darth Vader was the the apprentice, it implies that he lost, you know, because the master is going to win. That's okay. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't want it to affect that scene. You know what I mean? I think there's a way they can do it that doesn't. Really. I'm sure they can see each other, but if they cross 
blades, then it's going to be like, it's going to be awesome. I'm not going to deny that at all. It's going to be, I'm going to, I'll, yeah. prob- I'll probably <laughs> cry. <laughs> you're going to be, ma- you're making these complaints now. It's like, oh, it's going to ruin this. But as soon as that scene comes on your TV, you be like, this is incredible. I'm so glad that this happened. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> look, I know that, but I'm just, I'm just trying to think about the preservation of the canon story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I do get that. And I think that they will tread very carefully because obviously the people behind it are trying to pay as much respect to Star Wars as possible. You can't tell me that after watching the book of Boba Fett with those cybernetic people. Oh, come on now. That's just that's just adding things into Star Wars. That's Things have always been added into Star Wars that are kind of like, oh, that was a bit obscure. I don't know if that worked. No, I hated them. That's fine. You're allowed to hate them. Not everything always works. Rick. Just, I know I'm getting very off topic, okay? <laughs> but the leader of the cybernetic gang was the most pale woman in the galaxy living on Tatooine wearing a, a denim vest. It's in space, my guy. That has two sons on the planet, Rick. That's okay. It has two sons. Maybe she's not 100% human. No, you don't she's know. not. She's a robot as well, remember? Well, she's there cybernetic. you go. That's, there you go. No, Rick. And then the then the brother with the eye, you know, the cybernetic eye, yeah, is yeah. wearing a full trench coat. Yeah, a duster. That's very classic, like Western. But it was like a suit. He had like a. He had like a. He had like a dress okay. Shirt. All right. I'm gonna. This is this. Okay. This is the last thing that I'm gonna say on this point, and then we're gonna move on because we they haven't. They rode vespers. We haven't talked about Kenobi yet. They rode vespers. That was very much a hundred percent George Lucas influenced, and not George Lucas did this. But George Lucas was huge on like hot rod culture and building your own cars. And that's where like the Millennium Falcon came from. Han Solo always working on his car and fixing it up and tinkering. I agree and with all of that. They I were called. Not, I do not agree. If you recall, those cyberpunk kids from Tatooine were called the Mods. Yeah. Which is a callback to the mods and the rockers. Yeah, you can call them whatever you want. They still look stupid. They may have looked stupid, but I would challenge you in saying that that is not Star Wars because I feel like that is 100% Star Wars. And while the aesthetic may not have fit Tatooine, they were 100% Star Wars. No, I don't agree with you at all. You can disagree with me all you like, but I am 100% correct. You will not change my mind. <laughs> That's fine. I will show you something after this. <laughs> and it'll change your mind and the next episode you'll, I want you to come on this and say guys I would just like to uh- oh actually that reminds me and again this is so far off topic but from our last episode where we oh, talked shit. about um, the where we did our no sorry not the last episode yeah no nah, you can't remember let's just carry on with the Kenobi. anyway so on Tatooine our Doctor Strange in the Multiverse <laughs> of Madness podcast yeah. And you were no, no, no. John John Krasinski has been cast as um Cap uh, as Mister Fantastic going forwards. Do you remember that? Yeah, that has not been confirmed. I researched it, checked it out. I swear. <sighs> so yeah, but he's gotta be. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, but he's gotta be. <laughs> All right, moving on. So Kenobi, I wanted to know what your expectations were coming into this. Very much like you, I didn't think I'd see Leia at all. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't really know what I was going to expect. I'm very, I'm glad that he left Tatooine. Yeah. But I was also very skeptical when it happened, you know, because when, when Organa's like, I need your help. I was like, as if he's going to leave. Why would he leave? He's doing his job. Organa failed to do his 
you know. Wow. Okay. Blaming well, the victim. No. <laughs> he's like he's like the leader of a planet. You know, if you can't protect your child there, you know, I know Obi Wan's a Jedi, but it's like he's one man. You know. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> no, but it's like it's just like the. There was three parts. All right, this is how it is, right? This I was telling you before. There was one thing that annoyed me about Kenobi. Oh, all right, cool. All right, let's get into it. It's the chase scenes when people are chasing Leia. Yeah. How the fuck can they not catch her? She's you know a I mean? Jedi kid. I do not care. If you watch the video when they're chasing her on Alderaan, the green alien person is running, but they've got like a like a horse riding stance. Like their legs are that far wide. He's an alien. I don't care. It's a humanoid alien, right? Yeah, but it doesn't and mean then, that his body works she, the same she, way as ours. All right, great. Whatever. Cool. You're going to go there? That's fine. <laughs> she ducks under a branch. Yeah. To, she, she runs under a branch. The alien can be seen from about six meters away from the branch, runs straight into it. Yeah. And then smacks it and goes, oh. As if they didn't see it there. Yeah. It's like, I hate you. I hate you so much. I hope you die. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you've got to remember who this is made for. It's not made for the people that are in their 20s, nearly 30s. You know, <laughs> It's not made for the original. Like, I'm not even an original fan of Star Wars because obviously I wasn't alive. But it's not made for the people that have been fans of it forever. It's, it's made for the people that are currently, you know, kind of coming up on it, you know. Yeah, because Disney. Yeah. So when the chase, whenever someone was chasing Leia, I was like, "Oh, that's so Disney. It's so very Disney." It's just gonna like, yeah. I would, I would push back on that. I think that Kenobi is very much a series that is made for our age, for our our generation. I think so too. But when I saw that, I was just like, "That's just that didn't bother me that much." <laughs> Rick, <laughs> I was screaming at my TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "For God's sake, just grab her!" Ah, uh, see. The chase, I, the chase on Alderaan was so unnecessary. I mean, I get that it was, I get that it wasn't performed well, that it wasn't um, like in terms of it didn't really make sense the way that it, the way that it played out. But it didn't take me out of it. I it just, I guess it was just a kid getting chased. Like to me, it was just like, yeah, cool. I guess they're they're gonna catch her, but they just wanted to make they wanted to draw it out a little bit and make it a bit more dramatic. It didn't ruin it for me. No, look, I, I, I did say this before. It didn't change how I feel about the show, which I am super stoked about. Yeah. I love this show. I'm very happy with what they've done with it. That is literally the one thing that I picked up watching it. And that's really, that, like, that's a and nitpick. That's, it's so nothing. Yeah. But in that nothing, <laughs> I feel so strong. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt so angry in my life. <laughs> it just, it just, it didn't take me out of it, but I was just watching it going like, these guys can't be getting hired by too many people. Well, and the bounty turns- hunter, the main bounty hunter, Vect, I think his name was. Yeah. Do you know who that was? No. That was Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The basis, the basis of the Red Get Hot Chili Peppers. Get out of here! <laughs> That's so good. Apparently, apparently, he's a huge fan of Star Wars. Oh, bro! So they know, put him in there. That's you know, it's just like when they put Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? It's just like I would just like to put it out there that um, Dave Filoni, if you're listening, I am also a huge fan of Star Wars. Mm, you really don't have as much pull as the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Not yet. No. <laughs> Maybe one day. No, Dave yeah. Filoni, get in early, you know? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. See it as more of an investment. Exactly. Exactly. Rick will, Rick will get to look back on his career and be like, Dave Filoni, um, he really took care of me. Yeah, look, real real win for me. Probably not so much for Dave Filoni, if we're going to be honest. 
But look, if if he's willing to reach out, I'll I'll take the call. I'll take the call. Yeah, and um, Kevin Feige, if you <laughs> if, <laughs> if Groot has a brother, <laughs> I'm your boy. <laughs> so yeah, so you were you were coming into it expecting it to be good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, just just I don't know why, but it's just as uh, as soon as I said you and McGregor. I was just like, yeah. well, it has to be good. You and McGregor's back. Hayden Christensen's back. Um, yeah, I was I was sold from the very start. I mean, Obi Wan is my all time favorite Star Wars character. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um, but yeah, for me, it was like, oh, cool! I can't wait to spend more time with this character. You and McGregor is fantastic. I love you and McGregor. I think he's an incredibly handsome man. He looks fantastic on Tatooine, even if he is all rugged and uh, you know disheveled and depressed. Uh, I was I was I was really stoked. I was really really happy with the whole thing. Um, I have I don't know if it's on the same level as your nitpick, but there was one thing that I didn't like throughout the uh, the first two episodes. And I was saying to you before before we started recording that this is something that I didn't like, but I'm not. I have the feeling that I'm also not supposed to like it. And I don't think this is like I don't think this is a hot take at all. But I hated Reva. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to. I know. It was just, she gave me huge little sister vibes. <laughs> I cannot agree more with that. That's awesome. It was just like the whole, oh, you're telling me not to do this? Well, just you wait because I'm going to tell mum. And like, just, oh, well, I'm doing this so I can get into the good books with, with Darth Vader. And I'm like, you know, like just that little shit yeah. that would, you know, like at school would be like, oh, miss, yeah, the, the I, I saw like, Robbie doing this at recess. Like, are you fucking right? Like, oh, I. I know, but you, but you know, look, look, let's be real. You know, she's going to die. Look, I'm counting I, on it. I, <laughs> I, I want to put, I'll, can I, can I make an early prediction? Yeah, go Darth for it. Darth Vader's going to kill her. You reckon? Yes. You reckon he'll be pissed off that he that she's uh, stabbed the Grand Inquisitor? No, I don't think he'd give a shit about. No, nah, he doesn't. Darth Vader hates the Inquisitors. <laughs> Darth Vader does not care about uh, the yeah, Inquisitors. I'm fairly sure that that is like actually no. I've seen a comic arc where it's like noted that he hates them. Oh yeah, yeah. He, well, I think it was like Sidious was. Oh, you're in charge of the Inquisitors now. So in him training them up, he was just like cutting their arms and yeah, he off. was just <laughs> killing them. He was just like, well, these guys are weak as piss, so yeah. probably find some more. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think he has any love at all for the Inquisitors. Yeah, which is you know also also in um, Jedi Fallen Order, he kills yep. he kills um, Trella, who is yep. an Inquisitor. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, no, I just, I just could not stand Reva at all. Her character, just, and I, she's in this weird position where she's clearly the villain, you know, because she's hunting Kenobi, everyone's favorite, but the other villains also don't like her. So it's like, <laughs> like I'm conflicted because I feel like I'm not supposed to like her, but then the other, like, you're making the other villains look likable. I'm really confused, you know, like the third brother. Like, oh, he's, he seems like a pretty chill dude. He seems all right. <laughs> I can see myself hanging out with the third brother. <laughs> but, but, but fucking Reva, everything she did pissed me off. I was like, can you just shut up and just wait for a little bit? You know, like everybody's making a plan and you're just, I mean, to be fair, I will give her credit. Her plan 100% worked. Yeah. Like she's, she seems to be the only 
capable person on the Inquisitors. But, God, it's just her fucking, her attitude just bothered me so much. All right. This is about Rover, but it's also about the chasers. Okay. okay. <laughs> back to the chasers. We're going back to the chase. Um, after she kills the Grand Inquisitor, well, stabs him, um, and Obi-Wan escapes, he's gone for maybe like two seconds, three yeah. seconds. And then he has enough time to run onto the ship, close the door and take off. He's a Jedi, man. No, I understand. All right. She's an Inquisitor. Yeah. She doesn't see him running off, though. No, but... She's too busy stabbing. I know. But also, when she gets to the ship, the door has just closed. And she's standing there with her lightsaber. Yeah, she probably could have jumped on the ship I was like, bro, you could have jumped on the ship. You could have cut a hole in the door. You know? You could have... There was at least five things she could have done differently in that one moment. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't even care. I don't care because Kenobi made you look like an idiot. Yeah, take that, Rebel. And, you know, she did because she had a lightsaber and she was standing next to a ship. And instead of like, you know, because we've seen like this, I think it's just the fact that we've seen it differently in like the Clone Wars series. You know, if like someone's getting away, someone would jump on the ship and like cut it to bits and then the ship would crash and then they'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. So it's the fact that we've seen it play out differently whereas she just stood there and she's like I'm gonna find you I'm gonna get you one day it's just like yeah it could have been today he was right there that being said you know she could have I mean this is her overconfidence but Kenobi will absolutely dog walk her oh you know what I 100% agree but I feel like his first fight with his lightsaber, he is going to be so shit. Nah. No, because like, did you see it when he was trying to catch Leia? He had to like reconnect to the Yeah, force. yeah. He's been disconnected from I the force. I feel like they're going to play on that. You know that they are. Well, let's, uh, I want to, I want to get into, I want to get into talking about Obi-Wan, the, the character in a second. But one last thing that I wanted to add to Reva while we're on that topic. And this is a bit of a, me throwing out just a bit of a, a prediction here. In the, I think that Reva is one of the younglings that we saw in the Order 66 opening scene. So, I was thinking that as well. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they, the, the Grand Inquisitor says, oh, we found you in the gutter. You were nothing. The only reason that you're still here is because of your ability. your Force abilities. I think that she was one of the younglings that we see escaping Order 66 in the opening scene. Yeah, because remember, it's also revealed that um, the Grand Inquisitor was a temple guard. Yeah. So he was an established Jedi. But also that Reva actually knows who Darth Vader is and that he's that he is actually Anakin Skywalker and I don't like that. Yeah, well canon wise, nobody knows that. That's exactly right. Yeah. So and like, like if anybody Tarkin, does find that out. Tarkin figures it out. Yeah. Because Tarkin's big brain. Yeah. You know? Big brain Tarkin. Big brain Tarkin. Even that. bigger brain in the Clone Wars animation. Boy is his head odd. That is oh. so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like yeah, Vader like straight up kills anybody that figures out that he is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And the only reason that I can think that she knows that and hasn't been killed is because she was at the temple and saw Anakin as Darth Vader. Yeah, but that was um, before he faced Obi-Wan. Yes. Yeah. But so. she still would have heard him being referred to as Darth Vader. Yep, no, fair. Yep. Doesn't take much to like, oh, no, I'm under no, the under no, the charge no, of Darth Vader, who no. I saw was previously Anakin Skywalker. You're all good. <laughs> there we go. That is a very good point. Thank you very much. Thank you for conceding that. 
<laughs> All right, let's let's talk about the main character. Let's see, <laughs> fucking dickhead. Let's talk about Kenobi. What did you think about the portrayal of Kenobi? I loved it. Yeah, I loved, <laughs> loved, every, loved every bit of it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be very clear, and it's gonna be so boring. I have nothing bad to say about Ewan McGregor's performance. No, no, it's exactly what I wanted to say. It's like, yeah, it's it's exactly what you wanted to see. It's like he's older, he's depressed, he's struggling. Like he's just he's just going through the motions. Like literally, I think it shows like four different days of him doing the exact same. thing. Yeah, just chopping the meat, chopping the meat, getting a little bit for his fucking camel thing. Yeah, feeding it, going home every day. You know what What, I mean? And honestly. You complain about driving half an hour to get here every once a week. Imagine being Kenobi once a day, riding your your EOP is what it's called. It's not a camel. EOP. Riding your EOP for God knows how long because he's coming in from the Jundlin Wastes all the way into uh, Moss Eisley by the looks of it or Moss Espa and then getting a sand bus with an open top. Can you imagine riding that with the sand just whipping around you everywhere? And who know again? Who knows how long he's on the bus for? To then chop up meat for who knows how long that's been sitting in the desert for? To then jump back in your sand bus, get on your EOP. Like what a depressing life! Like no wonder he's beaten down. Like I know that he's lost his best friend and the Jedi Order's destroyed. But shit, if that's the life that you choose to live, no wonder you're depressed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like he can live a lavish life anyway because he's there for Luke. I mean, I feel like. He could have just been a bartender or something. No, because he was a famous Jedi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that dude that they find in in, tat, in, in wherever it was, at Tatooine. Yeah. He was a nobody. A tr- like a true, no, like no Sith. Like Vader wouldn't have recognized him. Vader would have just been like, I sense the force in you. I'm dead. You know? <laughs> it wouldn't have been like, ah, Kenobi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Ken- Kenobi was was. A he wasn't the poster boy that was Anakin, but he was a poster boy. He was for, like poster the, boy one B. Yeah, exactly. He was poster boy one B for the Galactic War. I mean, he could shave his beard. Hey, he could shave the beard, the classic Kenobi beard. I'd rather that they kill him. <laughs> I would rather not see Obi Wan Kenobi again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I think that everything that I wanted to see out of Obi Wan Kenobi, I I got. The beaten down, just broken man. Um, and you can tell that he's he's not using the force. He's disconnected from the force. As you said, when he's trying to catch Leia, she's falling off of the building. The struggle that he had with that, which would have been something so simple for him in the past. And yeah, then it wouldn't, it wouldn't have even been a thought for him. When, the, when that no-name Jedi finds Kenobi in the desert and, uh, you know, like approaches him, he's like, oh, we can... We can take the fight to them. We can we can start you know we can start being those heroic Jedi again. And he's just no, <laughs> the fight's done, man. We lost. You're gonna have to deal with it. Go bury your lightsaber. That's the best you can do. I was so glad that he did that though. Dude, I was, I like I was wrecked. Like watching him do that I was like, oh man, you're breaking my heart. This is not the Kenobi I remember, but it's exactly what like you would expect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was, it was what was supposed to happen. Yeah. But it just hurt to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was so depressing. I again, this is one of the times where I, I was watching a show, and I was so invested into it, and Cora not so much, and she's just asking questions, 
Like, can you please just shut up? I am so invested right now. This is hurting me. And she, should, I got a little bit snippy at her at the end of the uh, at the end of the two episodes. I had to apologize after. Like, I'm really sorry, but you need to stop asking me questions while I'm watching Kenobi because I'm too, to, I'm too emotional to answer rationally you're not right now. To talk to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, but oh, actually. I am so glad, and this is something we touched on with the uh, when we were talking about our MCU shows the other day. How good is it that it's on a Friday night? Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> so happy about that. I know. Oh, literally, as soon as I get home from work on Friday, I'm just like, "Yep, I need to do this. I can't go to the pub. I can't go. I can't catch up with friends until I've watched Kenobi." Such a good decision. I'm so glad that they've brought back the Friday night releases and not the Wednesday releases. Like. The fact that I can come home, get some dinner on the way home, just sit in front of the couch as soon as I get back and put on put it on. Oh, it's honestly, it's the best part about my life right now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late for that now. That's love you, Cora. I love you, Cora. You're the best part about my life. Oh, you little simp. Yeah. You little simp. What a simp. You put it, you put it, you put a ring on it, and now she owns you. <laughs> All right, Rick. So we're still on Tatooine. How did you feel about Owen? I liked Owen. I liked Owen. I liked the fact that you can tell that he's a man of like character. He's 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 definitely a good dude who cares about Luke. I think he's a bit harsh on Kenobi. I think he needs to back off a little bit there. But mm, I don't know. I feel like you think that's warranted. I feel like it's warranted. Like obviously, we have the context of what actually happened. You know, all all Owens had was Anakin was a kid. Obi Wan came with his master, took him. You know, they didn't take him, but like Anakin left with them, abducted him. Well, I mean, you know, Jedi <laughs> bartered for him in a game Jedi cult. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like. The Jedi have just been a part that Owens never understood and then, you know, just bad things kept happening around them. So it was kind of just like, it was kind of just for him to put the pieces there. Yeah, I think when, when he said that, I, I think it was something like, I have no love for the Jedi. Yeah. Um, I mean, I felt that. Like, I understood. I understood where he was coming from there. But also, you know, Kenobi hasn't really done anything wrong by Owen. Well, you've got to remember that until the end of the second episode, Obi-Wan thought that he killed Anakin. Yeah. So he would have told Owen that. Yeah, but you would also think that he told Owen that Anakin turned into Darth Vader and was murdering children, right? Yeah, so exactly. But he- you would think that Owen's not holding that against Obi-Wan. Uh, <laughs> like, known child murderer Anakin Skywalker. I put an end to that. You monster. <laughs> it, would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be that, but it would have been like what brought him, what got him to the point where he was like that, you know? Jedi didn't want to make him master, you know, they didn't trust him, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I can I can understand the animosity Anak- towards Anakin the Jedi. Anakin in Revenge of the Sith reminds me of Spider-Man Homecoming with the baby monitor protocol, you know what I mean? Uh, not trusted to... Uh, to yeah. To be it was his like, full it was self. like you, you can do all these great things, but you know, we're supervising at all times. Yeah, yeah, we're we're still the ones in control here. Yeah. Look, yeah. I will be the first one to say that prequel era Jedi's were not the greatest, except for Kenobi. 
um, that the the general the general opinion of the Jedi Council is that they failed. <laughs> um, I don't think that's a bold claim because I mean they, they did. Yeah, exactly. They all died. But to me, I think as I said, completely understand Owen's opinion on Jedi, justifiable. I think Obi Wan is there obviously with the best intentions. He's obviously there to protect and look after. Owen's concerned that Obi-Wan is going to just want to be training Luke, I think. Which it, is what he was doing. Well, I think it goes beyond he was that. Just, he was just like, the boy must be trained. He's like, well, like he trained his dad. Yeah, well, that was, that, that, was just, that was just rude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, like, that was warranted, you know what I mean? Was like, it? I feel, I feel... I mean, Obi-Wan didn't do the best job, but... I think Obi-Wan did the best that he could do. He just wasn't the trainer that Anakin needed. Anakin needed Qui-Gon. He needed the father figure, not a brother. And unfortunately, Obi-Wan wasn't the person to give him that. I don't hold any of that against Obi-Wan. Of course you don't, because you love Obi-Wan. Yeah, the only thing I want to hold against Obi-Wan is myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, well, on that note, you said you had a couple of questions. So what's the next one? How did you feel about the child actor that played Leia? I liked it. I also, I really liked her as well. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, a child actor that doesn't bother me to the point where I want to kill myself. And I thought really, really well casted as well. Like yeah, she is she what looked, Carrie Fisher would look like as a child, right? Yeah. And then also she just, she just, it, every time she spoke, it just sounded like, a new hope Carrie Fisher, like just the Yeah. Just not not narky, but just like she knows the confidence. Yeah, she knows yeah. that she's smarter than everyone. Yeah. There, you yeah. Know? I was just like, damn, that's good. Nah, I'm yeah, I'm on board. Child layer. A okay by me. I'm all I'm not I'm not a fan of child actors. You know what I mean? More often than just not, in general. Just in general. I'm I'm usually like, they suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they because they are kids, you know, it's like it's, and acting is like a fucking it's a craft. I mean, yeah, look, Star Wars doesn't have the greatest history. track history of um, child actors. Are you an angel? Are <laughs> you an angel? I mean, that's that's also dialogue. That's <laughs> what an opening line. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, really, I, I thought she was really good. And I'm excited to see um, how she continues to go with the series. Yeah. And one thing that I really liked about this as well is that it gave us another reason for in a new hope Leia to be calling Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. The thank you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Yeah. I liked that you because say, did you say thank you, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Thank you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Thank you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. No. Um, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Yeah. Rick, it, Rick has had a cocktail tonight. So one. Yeah. Just the one cocktail. Like, <laughs> that's all it takes normally. That's like five for me. <laughs> so Rick is sloshed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. And as I said, I was not expecting Leia to be in there, but I'm really happy they did. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. No, I always like, uh, again, I never would have guessed that they bring in Leia or even Bail Organa. Who looks does, the same. Does not look like he's aged 20 years. Holy crap. But, to be fair, that's that's definitely like makeup and all that stuff. Because if you've watched him in anything else that he's yeah. done since, 
He looks good. He looks great. <laughs> he looks really good. <laughs> but like, have, have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yes. He plays Amy, Amy Santiago's dad. Yes. Yeah. He looks much older in that. He still looks good in that though. Oh, he looks great. In like that. I feel like he looks great in that. But in, in general, he's aging really, really well. Oh no, for, he is aging very, very well. But I just want to say that what he looks like in real life is not what he looks like in Kenobi. Yeah. There's probably there's yeah. I said like makeup and probably a bit of CGI touch up that kind of thing. Yeah. Which is fine. Because he still looks great. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's not stretching the truth that much. No, it's really not. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know getting rid of his sunspots and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, I wanted to ask you, how did you feel when Reva told Kenobi that Anakin was alive? Because I, I myself, I forgot that he thought that Anakin died. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So like when she said it, I was just like, "Oh my god!" I just remembered that this whole time, this this last ten years, he's thought that he killed. Him. Yeah, his best friend, his brother. Um. Yeah. Okay. So my initial reaction to that, and we touched on it already, but my initial reaction, literally the first thing that popped into my head was, "How the fuck would she know that?" It that it caught me off guard. The sense, like, just the idea that somebody else knew who Anakin was, who Darth Vader was. Um, but the second that that thought passed, and I kind of pushed that out of my head pretty quickly, the fact that it was just that close-up on Ewan McGregor's face and you could see just the pain mm. and the heartbreak, I enjoyed that. I don't know if it was necessarily... She's sadist. I know. I know. <laughs> what a fucking awful thing to say. Um and I don't know if it's necessarily the way that I would have chosen Obi-Wan to find out that Anakin was still alive or that Darth Vader was still alive, but I think that it was portrayed by Ewan perfectly in that in that instance mm. that it sold it for me. Mm. Yeah. I I crumbled <laughs> just uh, weeping on the floor I'm so sad I was just like oh my god just running through the final battle scene on Mustafar through your head like oh god uh, I just I was just hoping I was like just kill her man just yeah just, how dare you hurt yeah, Obi-Wan she, like this she, I need the Grand Inquisitor to pull some shit out of his ass right now just get back up <laughs> Get her off my screen. She's hurting me. I have had enough. <laughs> you know how you're talking about how she pissed you off? Up yeah. until there, I was cool with her. After that, I was like, I need some I'm Deus done. Ex, Deus Ex mucking her shit. Leia's going to come out with a gun and just blast her away. Yeah, that was that was an awful scene, but I liked it for what it was. It was, I it's guess, the, the, the same with Obi Wan turning away from the Jedi. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and it's the same. It's the same thing um, that I talked about in our when we talked about the MCU TV shows. How my favorite scene was John Walker in um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. My favorite scene was John Walker brutalizing the Flag Smasher with oh, yeah. the shield. You know, like it's awful. It's such a horrible thing. And it's kind of like a, a car crash that you can't look away from. Yeah. But like in that sick way of like, oh God, like this is this is great. Like this is so <laughs> good. This is raw human emotion here, and I'm loving it. I'm here for it. Loving every minute of it. But yeah, that's yeah, conflicting in in that sense, I suppose. I know we already talked about it, but I just remembered uh child actor for Leia. 
I really liked it that she didn't trust Obi-Wan initially and ran away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just like, because she's smart. You know what I mean? She's yeah. She's like, she's questioning like, oh, why should I trust you? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. What hmm? have you done to, uh, yeah. to gain my trust? Well, you could just be another kidnapper. I was just like, man, this girl. Does this guy is- look like Flea? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you insult Obi-Wan Kenobi like that? Nah, you know who he does look like? He looks like Lumiere from Be- Beauty and the Beast. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pull up his IMDb. Yeah, just, just run start through the entire list. list. Yeah. He looks like uh, Philip Morris from I Love You, Philip Morris. Have you seen that one? I'm, I'm 23 years old. It's not that old, man. It's got Jim Carrey in it. I haven't seen it. Okay. That's all you need to say, right? You don't need to insult me. <laughs> well, you do it every intro of the podcast. Before I've even done anything, you just go... I spend all week thinking about how I'm going to introduce you on the next episode. I I just couldn't believe... What did you call me when we did the Doctor Strange one? You were like... Wong. I swear it wasn't Wong. It was something like... Oh, actually... No, nah, there was one where I was like, oh, I could have at least been the sidekick, but you... You put me one lower. I can't, oh, I can't, I can't remember. I, I think it might have been... Oh, no. You called me Ned to your Spider-Man. And I was just like, bro, I could have been like Andrew Garfield. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? Screw you. You're definitely Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I've seen you do that exact dance as well. Yeah. That's uh, that's how I spend my weekends. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, when you, it's not a school night, that's what did, I... <laughs> you did the Tobey Maguire dance when Kenobi first released. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we've got our first two episodes down. So we've got a little bit of a feel of what this series is going to be. Let's make some quick predictions. First one I want to know from you. Do you think we'll see our, everyone's favorite fake Jedi, Haja Asri? Do you think we'll see him again? Camille Nanjiani's character. Um, I don't really see the point, but I feel like we might. I think he I think he comes back for comic relief. Yeah. Like he's he's there purely for comic relief because he is he's a good he's a good comedic actor. Yeah. No, um, he, I mean I I did enjoy every second that he was on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. And did you think that he was a Jedi when he first came on or did you think it was fake from the start? Oh, no. As soon as he walked, because like, it just looks so obvious, you know what I mean? Because like, even though he was like, they made a point of saying in the show, like Jedi can't help but help people. Yeah. You know, it was just like, just he was overplaying it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, this is fake. Yeah. I was, I was tripping though when he was, when he would wave his hand and the shutters would come down. <laughs> Um, I was just like, I don't believe him, but I'm just confused. Like, has he got like a button somewhere? But it just turned out to be magnets. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Which, yeah, Kenobi pulled apart pretty quickly. Yeah. And then when Reva pushes him against the wall, he goes, that wasn't magnets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I enjoyed every minute that he was in the show, to be honest. I, I love Camille Nanjiani. He was my favorite part of The Eternals as well. So didn't give you much to go for though, did they? No, look, The Eternals wasn't a great film as far as MCU is concerned, but I'll stick by that that Camilo Gianni is the best part of it. So, and I still think that's a compliment. Better than Harry Styles? Yes. Better, <laughs> better than Kit Harrington? Yes. Better than Sprite? Oh, one thousand percent better than Sprite. God, talking about talk about characters that annoy you. Sprite, awful, awful character. Agreed. Yeah. 
All right, so the next one that I wanted to ask you about, do you think that we will see child Luke? And we've, like, we've seen him in the distance, but I mean, do you think we'll get him up close speaking or you know, just around the action in any way? I don't think he'll be around any of the action because, I mean, I'm just, refer- I'm just referencing to A New Hope. Up until A New Hope, his life was so boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't exposed to any adventure or anything. He was just... He was just Luke. He grew up on a moisture farm with his aunt and uncle. You know what I mean? And like, like that's why, like, even when all of his friends were leaving to fight in the rebellion, yeah, he was like, oh, I can't even do that. No, they were good. They were like, I think most of them were leaving to fight in the empire. Yeah, really? Yeah, that he wanted to. He wanted to join the academy, which is the Imperial Academy. Did he really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Shit, I may be wrong in saying that, but when he says that I want to join, like, I want to go away and join, my friends are joining the academy. And then obviously, you know, his best friend Biggs ends up being part of the Rebel Alliance. But I'm pretty sure when he's when he's referring to the Academy, he's referring to the Imperial Academy. I don't remember him saying Academy, but, I, you know, it's been so long since I've watched the original trilogy, so. Yeah. Well, maybe wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, so you don't think we see him up close and personal? I, I kind of hope we don't. Yeah, you know, because I like that he's keeping his distance. He's just, like because he is just meant to be watching over. Yeah, yeah. So for like, even even when he just went in there and like snuck in the toys for Luke, which was adorable. Which was adorable. I understand that. I was, <laughs> I'm a human being. I have my feelings as well. Um, I I was just like, that's risky, bro. You know what I mean? Like you could have, yeah. like you could have just given that to Owen to give to Luke. But then Owen wouldn't have given it to him. I mean, we saw that Owen threw it away or like gave it back to him. was like, no, don't, don't go bringing around your toys, sand Santa. Yeah. So it's the same result either way, but the difference is that he had less chance of being caught. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was very cute. And uh, that's, that's Luke's model. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, but Luke has that model in A New Hope. Yeah. No, I, I, I did catch on to that. Very, very heartwarming. I really liked that. Um, but, you know, I, I'm on the same page. I think that we will only see Luke in the distance. I don't think we're going to see him up close at all. And I actually like the idea of this being the Obi-Wan and, you know, a sprinkling of Leia story as opposed to the Obi-Wan and Luke story. Yeah. No, because the original trilogy is the Luke story. All right. So follow up. Next question. At what point do you think we see Darth Vader in his suit? How many episodes is the series? I think, is it six or is it eight? Hold on, let me check. Either way, my guess is five. Five? Yeah. I was going to say four. And I was basing that on the on it being a six-part series. If it's if it's an eight-part, then I could say, I could, I could get on board with it being five. I don't know. I just feel like the Disney series, they tend to do that. They'll like just tease and then right at the end it like just all happens you know what i mean i've just googled it it's apparently six episodes okay then yeah probably four well so like the next actually you know what i i reckon the next episode we're gonna see like one second of him suited up do you think yeah because i feel because i'm pretty sure i swear in the trailer they go to mustafa not obi-wan but like the inquisitors I know that they're on the um, the Fortress Inquisitorius, I think it's called, is like, but that's in the middle of the ocean. It's not in Mustafa. 
Because Darth Vader's castle is in Mustafar. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't th- I don't think we see Mustafar. I don't remember seeing that in the trailers either. But I might be Oh, wrong. you know what? I'm thinking of fucking Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That movie that came out like six years ago. You're confusing with the trailer for Kenobi. Yeah, because I'm thinking of Darth Vader scenes. My God. That... Shut up. <laughs> Also, I watched it like last weekend, so screw you. It's fresh in your mind. Yeah. Wow. Asshole. <laughs> Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> Whatever, bro. You said thank you, everyone, Kenobi. You're yeah, right look. So you know what? We're as bad as each other. It's late, okay? Yeah, so get off my back. Mine was just a slip of the tongue. I got to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bringing that up. No, I won't. <laughs> Set up your own studio then. Never. <laughs> You've got uh, way more memorabilia than I have. <laughs> That's true. I spent a lot of money on memorabilia. A lot of money and a lot of time. If I had spent as much time on this, I'd be 12 years older. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That being said, if anybody has any memorabilia that they want to send, feel free. I'll, um, I've, oh, 100%. I've, there's definitely space in here to get some more. Yeah, my room's pretty big as well. So, like, you know, just <laughs> if you want. All right. Do you have any other any other predictions that you'd like to make before we move on? Um, I was going to ask you, do you think we're going to see any other Jedi pop up? Any name, like any name Jedi? Okay. So I had a thought at one point, I don't think it's going to happen, but I did think that if we're going to see someone that Didn't we- you say it was Cal Kestis? Nah, nah. I think Quinlan Voss. God, I hope so. <laughs> oh. that was, I was not expecting that response. <laughs> oh my god no because quinlan voss after clone wars like his his like extended universe story is so good yeah well from so memory and i don't know if this is i don't know if this is canon still or if it's if it's considered legends now or if the or if the canon has changed but he survived order 66 exactly so there is the door open for that and he does have, you know, like throughout the Clone Wars and throughout, again, I'm referring to Legends in in some cases as well. He does have a pretty good relationship with Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we have seen him on Tatooine in The Phantom Menace. So I thought, yeah, if we're gonna see if we're gonna see a Jedi, I think it could be Quinlan Voss, who looks like an absolute badass. Like he's, he's one of my favorites. He's Jedi. a very, very cool Jedi. Um, I don't think we will. I don't think we will see it, but if we do see one, I think it'll be Quinlan Voss. That's my like soft prediction there. Does I'm not it, making a prediction, but if oh, if we do, then this no, is what will happen. Weak. That's weak. <laughs> well, I feel like the Quinlan Voss prediction is a big prediction. In the world when you make your predictions, and now you're like, I'm going to do a soft prediction. All right, what's your prediction? You got any predictions then? Huh? Do you have any predictions then? Yeah, it's going to be a really good series. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? On a similar line with Quinlan Voss, Ventress would be cool. Yeah, I don't... I doubt it. I don't think that they'll do it, but I think that would be cool because her relationship with Obi-Wan, I always liked that. Yeah. In Clone Good Wars. banter in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Bit of sexual chemistry between the two of them. Yeah, I didn't like that. You didn't like that? No. No, that's that's no. Obi-Wan just being a smooth talker. Exactly. Obi-Wan and Duchess Satine belong together. In an <laughs> One true pairing. In an alternate universe. He left the order, okay? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think that team up would be cool as well to see against Inquisitors. 
Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Because Ventress is, towards the end of the series, she's not a dark side. Like, she's not a Sith. She's a dark side user, but it's just for her own personal Gage, yeah, well, she yeah she abandons the uh, she abandons Dooku yeah. and the um the Sith at that point. She's no longer a Sith assassin. Yeah, and then he gets Grievous to wipe out the Night Sisters. Yes, Night yeah, brutal, brutal response. Which then you, <laughs> which you then see in the Fallen Order. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Star Wars is great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hot opinion. <laughs> Star Wars. A list. S yeah. tier. S tier franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a bold prediction to make. I love Star Wars. <laughs> Not a bold claim at all. Oh my God, Rick. Are you going to put that out there? I will. I'll put that <laughs> out there right now. <laughs> all right, then. Should we leave it there? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll, we've done um, enough gushing about you and McGregor. I mean, you were definitely gushing. I was just appreciating his work. <laughs> I am um, still gushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's enough of that word you All just right. can't see me behind the sound shield <laughs> yeah no I reckon um, anything that we haven't said we'll I mean, we'll bring it up next week yeah yeah. so we'll be back again next week with episode 3 uh, we'll touch on what happens there give our, give our thoughts and opinions see if anything else comes out from Star Wars celebrations or any other announcements in the next week or so but yeah otherwise make sure again that you're following us on socials Instagram, Facebook, at The Only Pop Culture Pod. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, And if you can, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a rating and a review. It really, really helps us out. It helps other people to find our podcast when they're searching. It just puts us up the ratings a little bit more so we pop up quicker. So yeah, please, 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 rating, review, follow us on socials. And um, yeah, I guess we'll see you again next week. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom.